And a good day to you. I'm Ali Johnson. And a good I'm day to you. Oh. James Simmons is a nurse practitioner. He is here with me as always. I'm Allie Johnson. And do we have an exciting show lined up for you? That remains to be nope. seen. <laughs> uh, we just kind of fudge our way through it and see what happens. No, we actually have some exciting stuff planned. We're going to learn from the 1950s again, this time about our own sexuality. We are potentially homosexuality. Yes, exactly. We also will be talking about a new TikTok challenge with a cat and an egg. Can't wait oh, to God. learn about that. Is you know what they're they're talking about banning TikTok in the United States? I'm all for it. Yeah, I kind of am too, but I think I'm all for it just because I feel old and I don't get it. So I'm like, well, if they ban it, that makes life easier. Yeah. I mean, it's just at this point, one more thing to figure out. Right. And I and I know that I should be into it. And every time I open the app, I look at it and I see somebody trying to like balance a a ball on their nose or something. And I'm like, okay. And then I just close it. And I'm like, I'm done. I I just don't even know how to swipe through videos. I don't know how to follow people. I, and there's someone who's following me. I like whoever that is, (laughs) is a total creep. I don't know who they are, but where did you come from? Right. Why would you follow me of all people? But anyway, we'll talk about that. And, we before we even came on the air today, we were talking about what we're watching TV shows because you know we we kept talking about unsolved mysteries last night. James was going, "Oh, I I watched more of it," and you know we're talking about the cases and stuff. And then you said that you spent time watching another show. What is the show that you watched? Because I have thoughts on it, and also thoughts on the other movie that you watched that I also watched earlier. <laughs> so I had this whole fun uh, thing happen yesterday. I mean, I love spending the evenings with my husband. It's really great, but he and I have very different TV tastes. So we often just sort of default to no TV or, you know, whatever we, so he fell asleep early last night though. So I was like, I am getting to watch all this fun TV, like murder mysteries and whatever. So you had mentioned, I think off the air yesterday, this three sixty five. <laughs> something movie or whatever yeah 365 days i mentioned it during our gama yesterday oh yes yes during the gama it's but and the only reason i watched it was because it was like all the rage and people were talking about how sexy the movie was my wife and i watched it before we were planning to have sexy time i find it interesting that you watched it alone after your guy (laughs) went to sleep i was like i want to see what yeah i was like i want to see what this is all about and i watched the preview and i was like no uh this is not... I thought we weren't making these movies anymore. Like, right. the woman gets kidnapped, like, obvi- against her will. I mean, that's the definition of kidnapped. She gets kidnapped and then, like, basically forced to, like... This guy tries life. to force himself on her for... He's like, I'm going to make you fall in love with me in a year. Like, no, no. No. Yeah, and then there's just random... I mean, there's kind of those... <sighs> In some foreign films, you notice like it's just random guy just like grabs woman. It's just like, I'm just going to grab you and shake. It's like old 1950s or 1930s. Like, don't you understand? Like shaking the woman and the woman's just like flopping around like, no. And I thought we weren't doing that anymore either. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, But then I was watching the movie and I was like, this is the highest budget porn I've ever seen in my life. There's no (laughs) plot at all. (laughs) And then he, 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 he. says things like, well, I'm never going to do anything without your consent. And it's like, I bet they threw in that line because they were like, this seems too rapey. <laughs> Let's just <laughs> right. have well, him then, say that, but then also still have him touching her and, and grabbing her without her permission. Without her consent. And isn't, you know, kidnapping just like 
one of the ultimate forms of like not asking for consent, right? Like that's like right. the whole no. But James, was, he's hot. Oh, oh, that's why we let hot men get away with things. That's an awesome narrative. We should make a bunch more movies just like that because that's where the world is right now. Yeah, three hundred sixty-five days too, <laughs> and that and still twenty twenty is going worse for the for us than it is for that girl. But you <laughs> also watched. The Floor is Lava, which is another game show on Netflix that everyone... So the point I'm making is that everyone is raving about these shows and this uh-huh. movie, or these movies that are coming out. And was that a good show, yes or no? So I was much more surprised by Floor is Lava than I thought I was going to be. Uh, in tune with kind of how 2020 is going, my first thought was like, man, there's a lot of white people doing this show. Like the first episode <laughs> is like all white people. And I, I, I take that back. I think maybe whatever. One of the couples might have been like like Southwest Asian, maybe yeah, maybe but Middle you can, Eastern. You can say it. White people love doing these stupid. But that was like, there's no like, black. What if I? Yeah, this. it's like yes, they yeah because they're smart and they're like, why would I? No, this is stupid. I mean, it, um, but it's there's also a puzzle like, aspect to it that's super fun. Like I was like, okay. how do you figure out how to get across the room? Like I, I mean, that sort of thing was like kind of interesting. But I was like, this is basically just a different version of Wipeout. So I watched an episode, I enjoyed it, and then I stopped. Yeah. So so here's what I think is happening. Uh-huh. Everyone is, quote, raving about these TV shows and these movies that are on right now. None of them are good. And <laughs> what I think is happening is similar to what happens to a smoker's taste buds. When they are smoking a pack a day, your uh... taste buds are sort of dulled, right? And you're like, oh, this burnt chicken tastes great because you don't really have as much of an idea because your taste buds have been dulled Uh 2020 has dulled our tv taste buds (laughs) and now we think that things are good that aren't good anymore that aren't good or even like it's almost like we quit smoking and then we started tasting everything again and you're like (laughs) celery is amazing it has so much flavor to it and you're like no it doesn't it's celery So the floor's lava is celery. Is kind of, I mean, it's creative, but it was also like a white cis hetero guy host. Mm -hmm. Like I was, I think that was almost more of the part. I was like, why do these shows that keep trending are always like. No, you got to go to, you got to go old school to like the cool Korean game shows. Because those are like some high ass stakes and they do weird stuff and it's fascinating. That is no celery. Right? That's celebrating that, that, with pit. That's ants that on a log me. right there. That, okay. That's like tapatio. That's tapatio. <laughs> we'll be right back with more Drop the Subject. Uh, crazy story coming out um, on CNN on all over the place this morning. Naya Rivera has been missing. She's missing. There's not a lot of details, but we will give you the information that we have and we'll share that with you next. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject with Allie and James. Wanted to... Talk about uh, some big news that's coming out this morning in, in regard to Naya Rivera of Glee fame. She played Santana on the obviously hugely successful show Glee, um, a gay character as well. Mm-hmm. 33 years old, has a four-year-old son, and she has been reported missing after a trip to Lake Peru, which is in Ventura County. It's really close to here, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and they apparently rented a pontoon boat which you know those little putt putt ones that have the little overhang on top of them they're not fast they're right, like little yeah. putt putt boats because my first question here was like well what kind of boat was it was it one of those really speed boat like a speed boat which i don't think 
up just if she's just a mom with her son, she would get a boat that fast. But she rented a boat, a pontoon boat, and they were in the lake and they were swimming in the water. And then the boat was overdue for return because they rented it for three hours and it had that time frame had passed. So staff at the lake were looking around and they found the pontoon boat at the north side of the lake and the child her son was sleeping on board the boat but naya rivera is is not found Mm. and so the 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 son apparently said and it's of course it's always really tough to get information from a four-year-old sure um, who's also been like through a traumatized trauma. and whatever you know even if he even if the son didn't see anything that particularly happened just the fact that mom's not there i'm in a strange place you know that yes. that affects four-year-old brains very differently than adults sure yeah and the the child is healthy and is is not hurt in any way but he said that they went swimming but the but mom the mom didn't get back on the boat so of course, there's a search going on. There's a search that's been going on since this happened yesterday. Um, unfortunately, some of the authorities are thinking that she may have drowned, but the search continues. And this, I mean, she rented the pontoon boat at one. So this, you know, presumably they were looking for her in the early evening hours. And, uh, you know, it's just a really, really unfortunate situation. I hope that, uh, I mean, you, you never know what's going to happen in these situations, but it's not good news, I fear. Yeah, and unfortunately, you know, the uh, Ventura County um, search and rescue folks, as well as uh, uh, law enforcement in Ventura County have said that they are, you know, really intensifying their search today including there's there's helicopters out there's also um apparently a cadre of volunteers who have come to help as well and um they you know they're going to go through the sort of protocol that they need to do in searching for someone in and around a large body of water um which includes not just searching for naya uh you know in the lake if that's potentially where she may have drowned, but also in, in campsites around and in the area and see if there's any evidence that maybe she was on the boat and she got back off or, you know, there's, there's all different types of scenarios that can happen there though. Uh, you know, unfortunately I think a lot of us think worst case scenario, which we are still obviously hoping and mm. praying is, is not the case. Well, and with this situation, I feel it's harder to accept drowning as something that happened because you're not in the ocean. When you're in the ocean, you know, there's undercurrents. There's a lot of things that are happening that could contribute to somebody drowning, especially somebody who can presumably swim, which if you're if you're renting a pontoon boat and you're going out on the lake with your son and you're both swimming, obviously, he goes without saying that you should probably know how to swim and you have experience swimming. And also you would assume that one or both of them is wearing life jackets. So all of that stuff you would think would not contribute to somebody, an adult woman drowning, and as opposed to if this were happening in the ocean, you'd be like, oh, well, the, what, what was the weather like and things like that. But yeah. it is a fairly big lake. It's a reservoir, so you never know. Yeah, and it's, it's really tough having grown up in and around lakes. I, I didn't grow up in a lake, around lakes and spending time on lakes. Um, you know, there, there are lots of things that can happen you know pontoon boats in in particular are are slippery um and they're they're not you know the easiest sort of device to get in and out of if you will and again this is us not knowing 
any of the specific details. If there are more details to be known at this time of reporting this, we don't know them. Um, and and Vin- Ventura County um, Search and Rescue uh, and authorities have not released any additional details. So we're, we're not even speculating here. We're just yeah. sort of letting you know the information that we do know at this time. And of course, if we get additional information throughout the show, we will update you um, and let you know. Um, but, you know, I, obviously, we sincerely, sincerely hope yeah. for the best outcome with this and that maybe that you know just something else happened and we we certainly um you know i I hate saying thoughts and prayers that's just the first thing that comes to mind for everyone but really our 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 love and 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 you know sincerity to naya rivera and her family uh, you know in this difficult time yeah exactly so we're gonna take a break when we come back more drop the subject drop the subject the new channel q drop the subject ali and james all kinds of stuff on deck for today learning from the 1950s we're going to talk about trump's taxes we're going to also talk about the internet search for the sat guy the person who allegedly took donald trump's sats for him (laughs) as is alleged in the new book for mary uh, written by mary trump we're also going to do a little ask the np and talk about two new terms that are new to 2020 coronavirus uh a caution fatigue and toxic positivity. We'll talk about what it's those totally mean as well. It's totally okay. You're totally going to get through this, Allie. Think, we, you know what? You we can like do this tease. I have so much are... faith in you because like all the challenges in the world really like help us become who we are. You know what? This is a time to grow. It's and... yeah. It's definitely time for growth. Yeah, you're gonna. Yeah, you're we gonna are not that. alone. You yeah. are not alone. Okay. Listen, the universe doesn't give us anything that we can't handle. <laughs> I know so many people that have said that to me. All right, we'll talk about that later. But right now, we must talk about this new TikTok challenge. Uh, not usually one to talk about TikTok challenges, but especially ones that involve cats, to be honest, because this is what happens. I see a TikTok challenge about giving a cat an egg. Uh-huh. And then I go, wow, I should do that with my cat. And then I give my cat an egg and it completely lets me down every single time. And I get my hopes up every time that my cat's going to be an interesting internet cat. And then it never is so. So <laughs> it, it's not good for my self-esteem as a cat owner. But let's let's play the video because this is what started as just one video of somebody giving their cat an egg. And then it took off from there. Apparently, if you give a cat an egg, they protect it because it's fragile. (laughs) Okay. So now the cat has an egg in its lap and it starts licking the egg. And then... That's it. That's it. So then everyone else starts giving their cat's eggs as they're laying there and the cat nuzzles up to the egg, starts licking the egg or starts putting a blanket over the egg. It's basically like that experiment that they do in in class where they give you a sack of flour and egg and you have to take care of it for a week. And you're like, it's a baby. Don't don't let the baby die. Apparently, if you give a cat an egg, they protect it because it's fragile. I love how the girl is saying that is even sort of like, yeah, she's like, whatever. And then (laughs) she gives the egg to her cat and her cat licks it, like you said, and then it's actually kind of cute. The cat's like, okay. Yeah. And then there's like three or four other cats who like curl up around it. They like inst- instantaneously go into like, you know, uh, uh, parent instinct mode or whatever, if you will. But then there, there are some cats who have the complete opposite reaction, which 
goes back to my theory about cats think they're people. Because I think people would have the complete opposite reaction. They're like, ew, baby. Get like, get right. it away from me. <laughs> I, yeah, some, you know, some people like kids and some don't. There are some cats with mother-like instincts and others that just mother motherhood was not for them or parenthood, rather. So absolutely, I agree with you. It also, like, with these challenges, like, like do you remember the paint the box challenge? No. It was like you put... You put four pieces of tape on the floor to form a box, and uh-huh. your cat's supposed to get in it. Like oh, this cat is a cat sees- challenge. Uh-huh, yeah, it's yeah. another cat challenge where the cat, if you just put a box on the floor, a cat thinks it's an actual box and tries to get into it. <laughs> Did this actually happen? Do cats like actually try to get into the box? Yeah, they'll just sit in the box and be like, haha, I'm in a box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Also, all you have to do is put four pieces of yes. tape down and the cat will get into it yes, I, but then dumbass me did that and the cat just walked all over like didn't give a crap <laughs> and so then I there was the if, cucumber challenge as well with cats and then it was uh, like if you put a cucumber next to the cat the cat flips the f out why i don't know because cats are afraid of cucumbers is what is what the theory was i did that one again nothing so i have (laughs) done the egg challenge with my cats i'll put it up on our social media so that you can see what what our cats did because Uh, i i assure you it is not what the cats in these tiktok videos did i sort seriously don't understand what the i mean this is what we do yeah. In our quarantine time. I-, I wonder if TikTok would have actually become what it is now if it weren't for quarantine. Like there yeah. are so many people doing these stupid things online. I mean, I get it. We can't always be like news cycle and talking seriously, right? We need a little bit of break. But like who thought of putting a cucumber next to a cat and that the cat would freak out about it? Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> uh, I agree with you. I think the cucumber thing was happening before quarantine. But, <laughs> oh, great. But so, still, <laughs> uh, I think that there's always going to be these asinine challenges when it comes to cats because people always just want to see what cats will do if I blah, 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 blah. But I think here, you know, to your case of not liking cats, I think any of the cats who were taking care of it were just thinking, if I take care of this egg, it'll hatch into a chick. And then I can kill it. And then I can eat it. And eat right? it. <laughs> because co- cats are constantly plotting to eat us, right? Exactly. Humans. So, so they're, they're like, like well, Thank I'll, you. I'll start with this bird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my cats are too lazy to go through the effort. When we come back, PPP loans. Some people are getting them that don't deserve them. Other people are trying to get them and deserve them. Or other people are trying to get them, deserve them, but are not getting them. We'll break it down next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. We got to find that sounder. Drop. <laughs> the subject on the new Channel Q is what you are listening to. You might also be listening on the podcast, by the way. And if you didn't know, we are also a podcast. So if you ever miss something or you just like to listen to podcasts a lot and you want to listen to the greatest podcast ever, check us out on radio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Search Drop the Subject. I am James. She is Allie. And I am broke. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, same. Go- yeah. <laughs> we're, we're all broke. Uh, was it earlier this week, Allie? You were like, when's payday? <laughs> Yeah, it's getting real. (laughs) I was like, oh, wow, that's a a low number. 
that yeah that's, now that's lower than i normally and i really like to have yeah now let yeah. me let Tomorrow's me be right everyone haha ha, yay hey uh okay i am certainly i don't i don't mean to complain i am not broke like a lot no, of people lucky. are broke i also you know people are like but you're a nurse practitioner like it's, it's we're in the middle of a global health pandemic well during the early months when there was uh, low census in the hospital. A lot of people got furloughed. There were not as many hours. A lot of, you know, there were, so there were lots of times I was supposed to be working and I wasn't, which is part of the reason you've heard me almost every day here on Drop the Subject. <laughs> Hooray! Uh, but We're I your also, plan B. <laughs> congratulations, Drop the Subject. Your plan B. So I also am my own business for consulting and teaching and all of these things. And some of the hospitals where I work, I, you know, I work as like a contractor and all of these things. So I'm my own business. I have been for seven years. And so the COVID-19 has directly impacted me financially uh, pretty significantly. So I was like, oh, great. I waited. I didn't do the first round. I was like, let me see how things shake out. I want to whatever. Well, now that we're like deep into the summer and like, who knows, you know, we can't get out of the first wave. I was like, okay, if, Kanye West's company Yeezys, his shoe mm-hmm. brand, can get a small business loan from the government. I should be able to get a small business loan. You think, Allie? I would think so, James. I would think that would be a no-brainer. Yeah, I, y- you'd think. So I applied. I did all the things I was supposed to do. I provided all the paperwork and all of the documentation. Ugh, which is a headache in and of itself. I mean, anytime you think about doing all that paperwork, you're like, is this worth (laughs) (laughs) is this although i was it was a little rough but it was not as bad as i thought it was going to be i mean i thought it was going to take me like a week to do this but no i mean it wasn't easy but it wasn't also as bad as i thought uh and uh, i just found out yesterday i don't qualify for the loan because i apparently have not had enough financial hardship right so what's interesting is that you tell me this and i as I hear those words, I look at the headline, Dr. Phil received $7 million in PPP loans while his son splurged on a $10 million home. Or I see that Pearl Jam received a PPP loan. Or I see that Soho House received a PPP loan. And if you're not from Southern California, Soho House, I think also exists in New York. And it is a very, very bougie, ritzy, private members only club with locations i guess they got them all around the world but yeah, yeah they they are worth tons and tons of money i think it's like 47 dollars for an asparagus water there and so <laughs> well an annual membership is is like two grand in the u.s just just to be a member just to walk up and knock on the door you have to pay two grand a year yeah, and so then they you have your suffered enough financial hardship more than you, James. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, apparently they have Who's helping people, by the way, saving lives. That's your uh, job as a nurse practitioner is you're actually one of the first responders on the front line of helping with a health crisis. And Soho House is serving people one oyster for six hundred dollars. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. The uh, uh, I think the nepotism, too, is kind of what gets me here, like uh, the family of Elaine Chow. Uh, there's a business run by her family. She's the secretary of transportation, by the way, received somewhere between 350,000 and $1 million. Mm-hmm. Now I will say that a lot of these, like, like guns and roses, the Eagles, imagine dragons, which are friends of the LGBTQ family, mm-hmm. right? Tool and Nickelback. Tool they, got money. Tool got money, but they are using their money to help pay their, uh, like roadies 
and their employees and their stage crews and all this sort of thing. So I okay. get that you get Trickle the down. money to, as long as people are getting the money to help pay other people, I'm totally cool with that. Except, like, wasn't Nickelback the highest grossing selling rock band for like 10 years? Like, don't you think they have some savings that they could tap into <laughs> to pay their people? Like, my savings is my husband. And that's not, that is James, not sustainable. It's not 100 back. It's not 20 back. It's nickel back. It's <laughs> They're like, this is all we got, y'all. A this nick- is a all nickel we and got. And especially now that James name. and Allie told us that coins are going defunct <laughs> and we're running out of coins. Right. We got nothing. Exactly. So, I mean, just more science. Church of Scientology got money. Uh, Paul Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi's husband, got some money. A bunch of people that are connected with President Trump. So, um, you would almost think that there were shenanigans afoot, but who knows? It <gasps> no. remains to be seen. I know. Unbelievable. Uh, so, uh, there's that. We're going to learn from the 1950s, okay? We're going to learn something next. We're going to get educated together. By reviewing PSAs from the 1950s, this one is about homosexuality. So stick around for that. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Ah, that's right. It's time to learn from the 1950s. I'm your host, Allie Johnson. I'm here with James Simmons, a fantastic man. And we're both queers. Oh, oh. Allie, uh... Not sure we should be letting the people know I'm about our homosexuality yet. Well, let's find out if we should or not. This is where we learned from the 1950s. In the 1950s, they were really into long, drawn-out PSAs with reenactments and storytelling. The amount of details that they go into to explain certain things like how women should behave at work or how to have a good personality. its They're very long, but they're very interesting. Did you, did you watch that one? How to have a good personality? I, I did, but apparently I did not pick yeah. up on the let's uh, the learning let's, points let's revisit that mm-hmm. maybe we should yeah. we should refresh our memory <laughs> on having a good personality because yeah uh, apparently or how I'm, to be a real woman Allie. <laughs> yeah or just keep your damn mouth shut okay here is a psa from the 1950s so we've been doing this regularly since quarantine because everyone's doing things that people did in the 50s you know like roller skating and and car hops and drive-in movies and making bread at home and Tupperware parties. Everyone's going back to the 50s, so we might as well look back on some of the PSAs that existed during that time period and see if we can learn a little something. There was a PSA about homosexuality, and it went a little something like this. Let's take a listen. I'm Lieutenant Williams, a police officer attached to the juvenile division. I'm on my way to Monroe Junior High School to talk to a group of young people. Sometimes there are dangers involved that never meet the eye. So right off the bat, I'm confused. (laughs) Because there are dangers involved that don't meet the eye? Well, first of all, just saying, hi, I'm a lieutenant and I'm on my way to go speak to some young children um, sets off red flags for me. But he's talking about dangers of some kind, and, and I'm curious as to how this relates to homosexuality. Let's find out. The case of Jimmy Barnes. Jimmy played baseball all afternoon, and he didn't feel like walking home, so he decided to thumb a ride. And he didn't think anything was unusual when the driver struck up a friendly conversation. In fact, he seemed like a real nice guy. He asked Jimmy if he played baseball in the park often. Jimmy told him they practiced three times a week and played a rival group on Friday afternoon. 
the stranger was a good listener, too. When Jimmy got out, the stranger gave him a friendly pat. Oh, a friendly pat. Oh, Here we go. There we go. Here yep. we go. A friendly pat. Does this mm-hmm. not sound, at least for now, I'm picking up on some murder mystery vibes, the way this story is being told. Almost I- seems like... Like it could be from like uh, we need what's his name Robert Pack to just like jump in. Yeah, I mean, was this the- <laughs> evil elf? <laughs> what is the friendly a friendly Pat gone wrong? A lieutenant uh, goes to speak at a school. Then he told him he'd see him again, as he always drove by the park on his way home. Sure enough, the following day when Jimmy finished playing ball, well, the man was there waiting. They stopped at a drive-in, and the stranger treated him to a Coke. I mean, this guy sounds like a nice guy, but it does seem like they are painting homosexual. If, 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 if we're talking about this guy being a homosexual, seems like we're, he's really just focused on perverts. Yeah, so super, we need a new word, but problematic yeah. already in that it is an older man praying or what they're setting up to be it sounds like praying on a younger but what did they say it was 14 or something yeah it's and and he was just thumbing a ride and this guy was nice and talking <sighs> to him about baseball and now look what happened that's not homosexuality right he told several off-color jokes but jimmy oh. had heard others before and well it made him feel big to so easily win the confidence of an older person jimmy hadn't mm. enjoyed himself so much in a long time then during lunch Ralph showed him some pornographic pictures. Okay. What? Okay. Now this we're getting... This is not at all the course that I went through about becoming a homosexual. Really? What was your course like? Uh, it certainly wasn't pedophilia. No. <laughs> like, no. It was, the, it was definitely more along the lines of, hey, do you want to wear this feather boa and kiss some dudes? And you're like, yeah, that sounds fantastic. That sounds great. I mean, I even took the like extra credit courses on like walking in heels and things like that. But like you definitely sure not not like showing pornographic pictures to 14 year olds. Yeah. And my, my crash course was more about it was really just softball camp. But <laughs> I learned a lot, a hell of a lot more than I'm learning now. Jimmy right, knew yeah. he shouldn't be interested, but, well, he was curious. What Jimmy didn't know was that Ralph was sick. A sickness that was not visible like smallpox. Oh, my God. Okay. The, you know what, 1950s? I can't with you. Get F yourself. Good. Right. Jimmy was sick. He Ralph was sick. Ralph was but sick. Had, but it wasn't something visible like smallpox. Let's listen on. You see, oh, Ralph was a homosexual, mm. a person no. who demands an no. intimate relationship with members of their own sex. All homosexuals are not passive. Oh. Public respect. Oh. <laughs> you know what? These homosexuals are not feeling very passive right now. Uh, they're also not homosexuals. Fifties. <laughs> uh, Bobby and his friends hadn't noticed the man who had been in the restroom when they changed. And as it was lady suggested, they take the shortcut under the pier. But the others preferred to take the more traveled way home. When Bobby recognized the stranger as the man in the restroom, the shortcut under the pier didn't seem like a good idea at all. After all, it's more fun to stay with your friends anyway. There's so many unnecessary details in this. I I mean, well, this is why this PSA is like an hour and 47 minutes long. 
I know, they're like, sometimes he took the bridge, but decided not to this time. And then he told his friends, well, you know what? I love bridges. What do you think about them? And it's like, well, why, why are we <laughs> why are we having a conversation this? about bridges? None of this has to do with homosexuals. No, right. Like nothing Zero. that I have heard so far in this so, two minute and 24 seconds has had anything to do with homosexuals. Bobby had made Correct. a wise decision. It may have saved his life. Oh my God. So it may have saved Bobby's life to go a different route so as not to see the man in the restroom. Wow. Let's li- there's there's just a little more. Homosexual is about. He may have- You never know when a homosexual is about. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's the first thing that they've said that makes any sort of sense. And don't go off alone with strangers unless you have the permission of your parent or teacher. Ah, well, this has been learning from the 1950s. I think we've learned that some things should stay in the past. I got to go practice and brush up on my softball. I don't know about you, James. Seriously, I'm going to go like I'm shaking right now. I'm going to I can't I can't even handle this right now. Uh, This has been the Gay Twilight Zone with Ellie and James. We'll be back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Hashtag SAT guy is trending. Also, Trump's taxes are trending and you're not having a stroke. Yes, this was a trending hashtag (laughs) (laughs) and has been a trending hashtag for many years. But there is an update as to Trump's taxes and when we might see them. Yeah. So huge, huge, huge decision. The plural from the Supreme Court today. They sort of said, yep, you guys get his tax returns, but no, you don't really. So there are two cases that made it to the Supreme Court. I'm summing this for you. One of them is from the Manhattan District Attorney. Oh, Manhattan. Manhattan (laughs) District's attorneys who were suing Mazars, so the accounting firm that handled Trump's taxes. And uh, they wanted, they were suing very specifically for his 2011 tax returns. But but what this would do was set a precedent for you know, getting all of his tax returns, essentially. And so what the Supreme Court said in a seven to two ruling, so pretty big, in our judicial system, the public has a right to every man's evidence, quote, since the earliest days of the Republic. Every man has included the president of the United States, John Roberts wrote in the in the decision. Uh, so they said that the Manhattan District Attorney can have access to those tax returns, which is huge yeah. news. In this literally the very next decision they made, they said that the Democrats cannot have access to his tax returns. The Democrats were also, it's very convoluted how this worked, but the Democrats were also suing Mazars accounting firm to get Trump's tax return. They were also suing Deutsche Bank and another bank, I think, to get all of Trump's financial information. So... In an also seven to two vote, <laughs> the Supreme Court said, nope, Dems, you can't have that information, but the Manhattan District Attorney can. But the Manhattan District Attorney can't have that information yet. And right. we don't so know it'll, when they're going to be able to get it. Well, it likely won't be before the election, but yeah. the, the real interesting part of this is that Kavanaugh and Gorsuch both voted for this. For for the Manhattan um, grand jury to be able to access the the tax records. So I would imagine Donald Trump's not very happy about that. 
The Democrats uh, won't be able to see it, but a grand jury will be able to see it. And I guarantee you there are problems. I guarantee you there are things that are not exactly in order on any given year with his tax returns, because that's just oh, really how yeah, it works. for sure. Um, and speaking of breaking the law and using money to do so, um, the, Mary Trump's book is not out yet, but it's coming out very soon. And some people have have already been getting early access to it. And apparently it details... It is. This is Donald Trump's niece. She details uh, and reveals this alleged information about Donald Trump paying somebody to take his SATs. Now, is this also surprising? No, it's not. Is it probably true? I'm going to say probably. But and of course, with the college admission scandal, this is a bigger thing than it would have been probably five years ago. Sure. Um, and it also just I mean, this is also not a surprise, I think, for anyone, right, that people that the elite and ruling class and whatever have these people who take their tests for them or their kids as tests for them. Like this happens all the time. I don't think that Donald Trump would be able to pass an SAT like if it was like <laughs> oranges to fruit as freedom <laughs> is to America. You know, like he would be like, right. uh, tests are stupid. Get rid of tests. Uh, you know what I mean? Where's my Twitter? Right. But SAT guy was trending on Twitter because People have, this is where I, sometimes I love the internet because they have gotten behind this like nobody else. <laughs> they are determined totally. to find out who took the SATs for Donald Trump and is urging that person to come forward. Joe Lockhart from CNN said, I'll start the fund 10K for the kid who took the SATs for Trump. Everyone will give. You'll be set for life. Come forward now and do a public service. <laughs> and then, I mean, just ponying up 10K just right away. Love it. Right away. And then a long, long, long comment list of people pledging $25, $100. I got five on it. I got this. I got, you know, everybody pledging saying, I'm, I'm super broke right now, but I'm willing to give $100. There's a GoFundMe now. That was set up by somebody named Tiffany McWiggles. And it says Trump. <laughs> that was not her guy. name. Yes, it is. Stop it. Created 16 hours ago. Tiffany McWiggles is or organizing this fundraiser. 10K for the kid who took the SAT for Trump. We have been in contact with the college who also obtained details of this alleged incident. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it was me. Oh, it was you. Me. Yeah. You. I you, know it doesn't. Right. I was four at the time. I was going to say, how old were you at the time? No, actually, were you even born, Allie? I don't, I'm not no, sure. No, I was not born. born. Uh, but I'm sure there's a, a man out there, or maybe even a burly woman, who posed as Donald Trump to take the SATs. And I would love to find there's one name floating around, Joe Shapiro. A lot of people think uh -huh. that he took the test for Donald Trump, but Joe Shapiro's wife has said, no, he never took the SATs for Trump. The pair didn't even meet until college. So it remains to be seen, but hopefully we will find out. Wouldn't that be a nice, juicy. Thing to Wouldn't get us it? through July. Yeah, well, Liggle McWiggle set up a GoFundMe <laughs> for Allie Johnson, who took <laughs> Donald Trump's SAT. Everyone, go give Allie some money. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. lose a time that's right it's Allie Johnson and James Simmons hanging out with you on drop the subject and twice a show we give you three headlines but and zero bells yes uh well <laughs> the, the person who requested that we start using actual desk bells I'm sorry to let you down this is something that really does have an easy fix but we're just gonna walk away from that easy fix okay what are you gonna do about it nothing haha -ha! 
All right. Oh, I have three headlines in front of me, James. Right. You have three decisions to make. If you want to hear more about these headlines, you news it. And if you never want to hear about them again, you lose it. Are you ready? Oh, man. I thought that was going to be some. Hold on. Let me try, <laughs> let me try again. Nope. I mm-hmm. got... <laughs> uh, it sounds like one of those clicker things when you're counting people that are going into a club. <laughs> click, click. Let me try the empty aluminum can. There you go. It sounds <laughs> like you're having better. a good time over there. Right. Here's your Here first here's your first headline. Shotgun. Can salad bars be saved? Robots might be the answer. <gasps> yeah, cuz I I stand a salad bar. <laughs> I totally miss it. It's like one of the things I miss the most about quarantine. We used to go to sometimes if we were feeling rich and fancy and bougie, we'd go to like the whole food salad bar and we're like, "Ooh." Oh yeah, it's like 8 bucks like, a pound there. Yeah, yeah. Another time, so we'd get like a quarter pound of a salad. But then other times we go to other salad bars in the neighborhood, and I love salad bars. I miss them. Okay, bring them back. <laughs> okay. Well, robots might save you. Okay. Headline number two: Theme parks in Japan have banned screaming on roller coasters. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> how do they plan to enforce? This? I mean, you'll have to news it to find out. <laughs> just like they just slap you in the middle of. <laughs> And then finally, headline number three, a bit of a closet watch. The lead singer of Walk the Moon came out of the closet. Oh, okay. I'll news it. And you can just say what like what some of what he said at the beginning. because I do know the story, but it's super dope. Yes. uh, Walk the Moon is a great band. I've had the opportunity of meeting Nicholas Patricia. I I never pronounce his name right. Patricia Patricia. Um, he's fantastic. The whole band is great. They're super nice people and, um, you know, had so many opportunities to interview them and to hang out with them, which has been fantastic. And so I, I personally, uh, knew this already. And so he's, oh, he's, did you? yeah, but this is a bit of a closet watch and closet he, watch so he's, he's come out and this is just some of what he said is a four minute Instagram post. So obviously I'm not going to play the whole thing, but this is just the beginning. Hi, my name's Nicholas. I'm the lead singer of a band called Walk the Moon, and I'm bisexual. Today is the last day of Pride Month here in the year. Which I, I don't know. I think he's got his days mixed up. Maybe because he's a new uh, gay. <laughs> right. He's like, Pride Month's July. And we're like, no. And it's also not the last day of. Anyway. No. 2020. And I think it's time that I said that. My whole life, I have passed for uh, a normal person and a cisgender straight mm-hmm. guy. We'll learn him and on that word. And this has afforded me a life of privilege. Virtually no name calling or bullying or hardship ar- around my sexuality really at all. And my heart is with so many LGBTQ plus human beings who have had a much more challenging experience than I. Okay, so he goes on and said, but yeah, he did do air quotes for normal, just to just to let you know. I don't know did if that he, helps. I mean, yeah, we, we gotta, we will we'll work on that for you, friend. Uh, I mean, apparently you've been a part of the family for a while, but welcome to the open part of the family. We'll we'll work on your semantics for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, but uh, congratulations. Congrats. Let's talk salad bars, shall we? We'll go yes, from yes. gay news, someone coming out to salad tossing. Okay, so salad bars, can they be saved? It's something that is likely going away or has been going away. The buffet, the salad, they're all coming into question. But 
One solution might be in the form of a six-foot robot named Sally. Oh, okay. I get it. Sally the salad. Yes, but I also have a problem with it being a lady. Like, why does it always have to be the lady who's this, this serving everyone salad, you know? Correct. Can we yeah. just have a nice guy named Marco? Like, I don't know. Um, so anyway, uh, they have created, it's a, it's a, they've been experiencing, it's Albertsons, they've been experiencing with various options like prepackaged salads, blah, blah, blah. But... Uh, self-service bars, they're not really working out either. And now there's this new solution from a company called Chowbotics. It's a Bay Area startup. $35,000 Sally uh, looks like a vending machine, holds 22 separate ingredients, including dressings, and tracks the nutritional profile of a salad as the shopper builds it on a touch screen and then mixes it before your very eyes. Wow. Not really a salad bar, more of a salad vending machine. Yeah, but then I wonder uh, portions and stuff, right? Like I'm a little crazy about Kalamata olives. Like I, like, you want extra? When, yeah, yeah. I salad want bars that you be. get to put as many on there as you want. And right, like I literally am fine with yeah. like a a salad full of Kalamata olive. I can't say that word. Olives and like a little bit of chicken. Yeah. Like I'm good. Uh, I I totally with you. All right, why don't we save this screaming roller coaster story? Because I, I want to be able to spend a little more time on it. When we come back, you can't scream on roller coasters in Tokyo. They say to scream in your heart. We'll talk about that when we come back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject with Allie and James. Continuing and finishing off our News It or Lose It. And finishing off our number two of radio on this lovely Thursday. Um, let's talk about screaming on roller coasters. <laughs> so of course when you go on a roller coaster especially a good one i mean just stomach turning upside down i don't know if you've ever i mean if you like drop rides do you like them all how do you feel about roller coasters in general james simmons i am a i i love roller coasters i have two rules i can't do any ride that goes up slowly like and then like drops down just fast. straight vertically up and then drops down fast the anxiety yeah. of getting to the top is too much for me and I, you know i used to be able to do it no problem like it, uh-huh. in the bay area in san jose there's a place called great america and there's a yeah. drop zone is at the time when it got created it was like the tallest you know drop ride in the whole country or whatever and it was and we were like we went on it like a million times so it's just like slow rise and then like real quick fall and i went on it so many times then when we went back as adults i was like i can't wait to go on drop zone and as soon as i got on i was like no 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 and i was like okay this is definitely not the same i don't want to be doing this anymore this is not like I don't know if you just get older and you decide that you're like your stomach's like Mm-mm, we don't need uh, this anymore. Right, I don't know this. what it is. I like full on. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not trivial trivializing legit panic attacks, but like full on panic attack. The last <laughs> yes. time I did that, where I was like I can't I can't get me up. I'm like screaming and crying as it's going up. <laughs> I was like get me the f off of this. And like I was like dying, dying. And then my friend that I was with was just like. It's okay. It's going to be... Just close your eyes. Well, she yeah. tells me to close my eyes right as the drop starts. So that, I, you know, so that made it even worse. But oh, regular roller coasters going up the chink, 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 you know, and then you know the drop's coming. Yeah. I mean, that's anxiety, but I still like it. Yeah. So there's a theme park in Tokyo called Fuji-Q, 
and it is near Tokyo. It reopened last month. They should month. sponsor Channel Q. Yeah. Oh, my God. Fuji See? Q. Fuji Q, yeah. So they reopened, and they have now asked riders to avoid screaming when they go on their <laughs> roller coasters to minimize the spread of coronavirus. Come on. Because of the droplets. And they said to, quote, instead, scream inside your heart. I think... <laughs> A scream inside your heart. I think I that is the tagline for 2020. <laughs> scream said, inside your heart. They said they encourage people to play along. It's getting writers to put on their most serious face for their ride photos. So there's all these ride photos of everyone just completely deadpanning the, <laughs> 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 the camera. They're like on the drop. No one's arms are up. No one's smiling. No yeah. one, they're just. Oh, stop it. I <laughs> can't. trying to be as calm as possible. <laughs> there's one guy with like his arms are crossed and he's just looking at the camera like whatever. I so, can't. But that's what screaming inside of your heart apparently looks like on the outside. <laughs> I guess so. And everyone has to wear masks. So even if you were screaming, you're doing, you're doing like a, you know, depending on yeah. how thick the mask is. It's like mask I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Opening a theme park, opening all of your rides. Allowing people to get on them and then thrill rides, which are supposed to make us scream, and then telling people not to scream. That that's not how we control the virus. We just don't open the theme park. Right. Sorry. I kids. don't know. I think it is I mean, everyone loves a challenge, right? So <laughs> if somebody I mean, told be. me to go on a roller coaster and not scream, I would want to go on the roller coaster and see if I could do it. Maybe this is how we get you on TikTok, Allie. You no. can start the latest TikTok craze. So you are going to fly. Where did you say this was? Japan? Tokyo. Yeah. Oh, to- yeah, Tokyo. So you're going to fly to Tokyo and you're going to get in this <laughs> this yeah. roller coaster and you're not going to scream and you're going to TikTok <laughs> challenge it whilst holding your cat. You also have egg. to get your cat to not <laughs> scream a- and an egg and doing choreography. Okay. With someone Sounds else's good. voice dubbed over it. I'm ready to do that. And, and that feeling when you're just going over the hill, you know, the tick, 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 and you start going, and then it goes down. You just have to go. I'm screaming in my heart. I'm screaming in my heart. Scream your heart. Scream your heart. Scream your heart. We're going to continue to scream in our hearts. We'll be right back with more Drop the Subject. Ask the NP is up next. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Fresh new hour of radio here on Drop the Subject with Allie Johnson and James Simmons, who is a nurse practitioner. He's a doctor. He's changed that on his moniker for his text. Uh, what do you call it? The contact information, which is nice. <laughs> it shortens things in text messages. But it's a great opportunity for us to ask the NP. You can always at ask the NP oh. anything that you may want, anything that you've been wondering about that weird discoloration under your armpit. He is there for you. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of talk this week about brain-eating amoebas. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. It must be July. Mm-hmm. You know, Murder hornets were so last month. <laughs> now it's all about brain amoebas and that one bat that's the size of a human. I was so, going to say, didn't we have something that was going to fight the murder hornets the other day? Was it like a snake or something? Or no, it was just sure. a human sized bat. <laughs> yeah. And it literally <laughs> is next to a car hanging from somebody's outside garage. And it it is... <laughs> It's the size of a human being. <laughs> is that it, real? It, I, I guess it is. I think a lot of people thought it was a joke. And then there's another friend of mine who's a reporter. And she was like, I guess this is real and tweeted about it. So 
I I'm oh, not sure. I haven't okay. had the chance to look into it, but the picture <laughs> the picture looks like somebody who gave up on 2020 <laughs> and was like, "All right, you know what?" and just like put their wings around their face. And like, I'm sleeping for the rest I'm of the year. I'm just going to hang upside down and sleep. Y'all wake me up when it's cool again, all right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks. Like it was someone who really was having a great New Year's resolution in January and it's just slowly deteriorating. <laughs> Anyway, okay, but now everyone is also talking about brain-eating amoebas because there is a possible new one happening, and I asked you about it earlier in the week, and you said, yes, this is a thing. Also, brain-eating amoebas happen all the time, so break it down for us. What's the deal? What's the deal with brain-eating amoebas? Nyglaria phalari trophozoites isolated from the cerebrospinal fluid, or CSF, of a patient with primary amoebic meningoencephalitis are seen with phase contrast microscopy at 600 times magnification. Oh, wow. Is there this you what go. you had to Thanks. do to get your doctorate? Because I, I, I'm I, dropping it already. <laughs> Thanks for asking the MP, everybody, though. That's there it. you go. There's your answer. My Congratulations. new plan is just finding YouTube videos. And <laughs> just playing. Uh, did I have to do this for my... At some point in time, I... Well, I know everything that she's saying. I can translate that, which is really a lot of what medicine, nursing, healthcare, et cetera, is, is just translating things for people. Really, uh, my, my my shtick should be like, let me translate what they really said. What do they really mean? Uh, yeah, you should do medical translations, a medical translation book. I mean, that's kind of what I do, right? When people are like, what is all this crap that they're talking about means? And I just break it down in real like, talk. funky rash. It's it's a funky rash. Don't worry about it. Put some Benadryl cream on it. So I'm gonna let me break down the rare brain eating amoeba, Nigleria fowleri. And earlier I said, ah, oh, it must be July because just about once a year, as long as I've been doing this, this story pops up, and it unfortunately oh, it's the same is. One? Uh, well, yes, and it's unfortunately typically in Florida, and there is one this this Nigleria fowleri is a well-known amoeba that unfortunately in very, 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 very rare cases can cause this crazy like brain infection. It can goes up your nose from freshwater sources. So like a lake goes up your nose, causes an infection in your brain, and it's almost 100% fatal. So, oh my God. It- <laughs> Right. However, I was not expecting that high of a number. <laughs> you're like, no, no, wait, really, James? This is the thing. Okay, so let me let me tell you. This is why you should not be uh, overwhelmingly scared. There have only been 37 reported cases in Florida since 1962, and only 34 cases in the entire of the United States. On top of that, so most more than half, you know, most of these cases are in Florida. And then 34 cases in the United States since 2009. So this is exceedingly rare. So think about the millions of people who are in freshwater lakes every year in the United States doing, you know, their lake activities. And then what, what is that? Math, 71 incidences since 1962 has this happened. So it's really not a big deal. If you're scared of this, let's just get to the bottom line. If you're scared of this particular amoeba, it only goes up through your nose and then can crawl into your brain in rare circumstances. So you can wear nose clips or a nose plug. The the deal like or like, you know, school. yeah, like stick some things in your nose, the appropriate things in your nose. 
That's the only way it gets in. If you swallow water, like no. down your throat, you cannot get this. It needs a direct passage from your inner nasal cavity, your oh, inner your nasal brain. sinuses, like into your brain. Yeah. And there are direct passages there, by the way. So what about uh, your ears? Nope, not from yours. Only up through the nose. That's it. Now, this thing is pretty wicked. I mean, fever, nausea, uh, stiff neck is, a you know, obviously, a uh, well, not obviously, for a lot of people don't know this, but a really, really stiff neck in the presence of a potential infection is a sign to healthcare providers that maybe there's a brain infection going Whoa. on. So if you swim in the lake and then all of a sudden you're like, I have a fever, I'm nauseous, I'm dizzy, I'm throwing up. Like th- these people are usually very sick and very fast. And they have a stick, stiff neck that also really hurts when they move their neck. You, you need to get checked out. But again, most of this is in Florida. And there's only been, what did I just do my math? 71 yeah. cases since 1962. So yes, it exists. There are lots of other crazy, weird amoeba things in our world too. But this is not one to panic about. Okay. So there are more dangerous amoebas. Is that what you're talking? Is that what you're saying? I mean, we, if we want to have the like dangerous, you know... Uh, microscopic talk. talk we can there are lots of them we are sort of lucky in the united states that most of them are not here most of these crazy dangerous things i mean there are lots here but most of them are in other parts of the world so we do kind of luck out with that but you know florida gets her rare amoeba brain infection causing <laughs> thing every year every once in a while well yeah. perfect segue when we come back we're going to talk about caution fatigue being careful about your health It's exhausting. And everyone has been doing it since March. Everyone's very tired. We'll explain what that means when we come back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Rolling right along on Drop the Subject. And, you know, Ali, I think you should definitely wear your mask. You should um, definitely uh, uh, stay six feet away from people at all times. Don't forget to wash down all of your groceries. And, um, you know, be careful when you go on hikes. You know, you have to stay away from people. And then you should actually maybe even double mask. But don't double mask for too long because then you could also... Get oh you know God. it's it's like too much and then you you can't uh, breathe very well and then you know also you should probably go in and get your cats checked too because you know there was a study uh, there was one one report in in and out of you know uh, China that a cat got sick with COVID nineteen so you maybe no. just want to double check with your cat and, uh, then, uh, and then I can't I'm too tired <laughs> a little much a little much there yeah and I mean all of the disinfecting and the sanitizing that needs to happen before after and during any outing that you take. It is getting exhausting, which is why we talk about caution fatigue. And then another term that I have definitely come in close quarters with, which we'll get to after. Yeah. Well, and so listen, I feel sometimes this this hits personal with me, this caution fatigue. Not only do I think I experience it to some degree, but I also know that I contribute to it for a lot of people. And mostly unintentionally, right? Like part of my job is to continue to educate people on various platforms about how to stay healthy. Generally, when you're staying healthy, you are staying safe and you're being cautious against things that are bad for you, like smoking, like drinking too much alcohol, right? Like trying to not develop type 2 diabetes, things like that, that help your health in the long term. You are thusly being cautious against smoking, against drinking too much, against, you know, eating too many carbs or you gaining too much weight or blah, 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 right? Well, we already, I feel like, had a certain level of anxiety and fatigue about all of this crap going into a pandemic. And then you add a pandemic onto it 
And then you add on conflicting health messages. Then you add on things like, don't wear a mask. Do wear a mask. Well, you only need to wear a mask at this time. What type of mask should I wear? All of these things are akin to you only have, you have a, you are a battery. Like your battery only has so much energy to be cautious about your life all the time. And our battery, I feel like was already draining. And then we threw a global pandemic on top of it. And at first everyone was like, cool, I'm at 63% on my phone. I'm a battery. I'm right. good. I can be as cautious. I'm going to go into a- airplane mode. So- <laughs> I'm going right. to chill in my house. I'm going exactly. to learn how to go. Yeah. Well, now we are blah, blah, blah. Our phone is like low power mode, question mark, because <laughs> we're under right. 20%. We are like, all right, I do not have the energy, the battery capacity for all of this caution fatigue. And that that is the key. That's the term right there, caution fatigue. And I really do think it is part of at least some of why people are ignoring the rules now and and we're reopening things because people are frankly just over it. Yeah, they just don't have the energy to try and stay safe anymore. I've talked to so many people that have said, "I don't." At this point, I mean, we're just, I'm just gonna, I'm, we're gonna get it anyway. I'm gonna get it anyway. They've yep. just like accepted. Oh, okay, I'm gonna get COVID, and I'm still like, I don't want to get COVID, you guys. Um, <laughs> right. So then there's also this other aspect of dealing with all this stuff: toxic positivity. This is another new term that we're becoming familiar with. So there's caution fatigue, which is being so overly cautious that you're exhausted by your own attempts to keep you and your family safe. Yes. Then there is this positive outlook fatigue that's but happening. But if we, if we all stick together, Ali, and just realize we're all in this together, we're all one, we can really get through it. Yeah, together alone, or what is it? <laughs> is it? <laughs> together, together alone. <laughs> alone with other people, right? <laughs> like, and then every commercial was telling us, like, we're here with you. I mean, there were so many. That's still that going on, by the way. Oh, yeah. It's it's like still crazy in these uncertain times. I feel oh. like that should be a hashtag. If I hear that one more damn time in these uncertain times, I can't. Right. But then there's also a lot of commercials now that are going to be hitting the market very soon that are like, we're back, everyone. Like, those are the ones that are getting <laughs> recorded now are like, welcome back. And it's like, nah. Anyway, toxic positivity is a term that basically means uh, it. some mental health experts have, have coined this term. And basically what uh-huh. it means is that toxic positivity is the idea that we should be focusing only on positive emotions and the positive aspects of life at all time. If we ignore all the difficult emotions, all of the good things that are working well will serve us better and we'll be much happier, which I will admit, I've been trying to do this. Just focus more on the positive things rather than negative things because I focus if I focus on negativity all the time, I feel like crap. So I think there's a balance there. But when sure. you talk to certain people, like I have a certain friend who every time I talk to her, it is like, Love and light and positive and everything's so great and it's just the universe, baby. And but you get at some fake points I want to be that, like, all right, right, you've got. Come on, it's okay for something to be wrong every once in a while. Totally. Or like, I, I just feel like, are you completely disconnected with what's going on? Right, like, you're we, losing I, sense of reality right. at that point. Well, and then it it makes me not want to trust you about other things in your life. So if you're going right. to come to me with all that positivity and be like, oh, you know, try this new form of yoga with crystals and goats and whatever will make you feel amazing. 
but you also have not acknowledged once the things that are going on in the world that might be uncomfortable or not positive, I'm not going to trust you about your crystals and your goats and your damn yoga either, right? Like, just be real and understand that you do have to avoid going down these rabbit holes of negativity, which I think can be worse, but that you also just can't be positive all the time about things that's just not real. Yeah, but to be fair, Crystal Goats Yoga is pretty amazing. Um, Take it from me. When we come back, what do we have on deck? Well, bad Karen news. Yes, there is bad news in the world of Karens and a few Kens. We'll talk about those next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject with Allie and James. It has not been a good week for Karens and or Kens. And again, we've talked about the chain, the way that the word Karen or the Karen meme has changed, has kind of broadened itself or actually narrowed itself to mean women who are highly racist and awful people. Um, but I think that also it's kind of nice to see some of these quote unquote Karens being held accountable for the words that they are speaking on the internet. So we call this brand new segment, You About to Lose Your Job. Some Karens, some quote Kens. Hold on, it's about to drop. It's about to drop. That's yeah. I Marquis, by the way. Yes. Love it. You about to lose your job. And there are uh, several people who are about to lose their job. In fact, they have already lost their job. Yes. Allie Johnson. There are a couple of people, which I actually, we haven't even talked about these on the air yet. There are several people. I mean, we already knew about Central Park Karen. She got fired. That was pretty quick. Now she's facing some mm-hmm. criminal charges. Um, mm-hmm. The San Francisco Karen, she owns her own business, so she can't fire herself, but her husband got fired. Mm-hmm. Now there is a, well, let's start with the woman who's being named the Covered Bridge Karen, and we'll talk about what she said, and then about how she lost her job. You're a liar. What laws matter, sister? What laws matter? What laws are better? What laws matter? I mean, white lives matter. White lives are better. Yeah. And this was after, this is a part of a very, very long set of videos where the she's with a group of individuals who are are like patriots apparently and they're all on one side of a fence and they were protesting against a black lives matter protest at this covered bridge ceremony that happens in uh, elizabethton tennessee every year and uh, some of the counter protesters to the black lives matter protesters came up and were chanting white lives matter etc well she um also was yelling at a, a girl that she didn't know was a minor um, and she was like, listen here, you young black little bleepity bleep bleep bleep. Yeah. And then they were chanting Black Lives Matter. And so she decided to chant White Lives Matter, White Lives Are Better and whatever. Yeah. She worked at an uh, ophthalmology worked. office. Past tense. Past tense at an ophthalmology office. And they promptly fired her. And she has actually gone on to apologize. She called into the local TV station and apologized in sort Whatever. of a I'm not kind of way. Like she was like, if I'd have known that the girl was a minor, oh, I would not come have on. It's not even about. Way. Okay. Well, say, you know what? If you're out there chanting, like there are some people who there's an apology, whatever. There's an apology. We'll see what the apology is like. If it's heartfelt, or if it's real, et cetera. Somebody who's yelling white lives matter, white lives are better. 
and yelling slurs at people of color. And I think there was some anti-gay stuff in there, too, from what I'm reading. You are a gay homosexual piece of crap and you're going to burn in hell. Oh, that I think that's what it was. Yeah, just just that little part. So you don't get to call into a TV station and apologize for that. Like what? Like I'm not going to. No one's going to accept your apology, whatever. Even if it's a good apology, it doesn't matter. You're behavior is so rooted in those values otherwise you wouldn't have said that in the first place so f your apology and the best part you're this is her i'm not racist at all oh i my have God. i have black friends i have black relatives in my family the reason i was angry is because i was being accused of being in the klu klux klan which i would never in my life be a part of i think that's horrible <laughs> okay well i guess there's always <sighs> There's always someone who can write things off by saying, well, there's someone worse than me. <laughs> right. I, I'm i not racist because I'm not actively lynching you right. at this moment <laughs> exactly. right now. So that means I'm not racist because I'm not burning crosses on your lawn. Oh, my God. Now, I let's can't. move on to the Ken and the Costco because... He was very upset. This this was mask related. And I, I think all of the Karen slash Ken tirades lately have been Black Lives Matter or mask related. And you are right. You're coming close Back to Back off! Dad! Threat me again! <laughs> oh my God. Will you play it Back again off. because Don't the... Don't put your phone down! Oh my God. So he was very upset. And he I think that everyone's T-shirts are very important in this situation, too, because the Karen's shirt was like a University of Tennessee or some kind of like a Tennessee foot, football team, which I would imagine uh-huh. they will momentarily be like, we don't support this one. <laughs> we don't Correct. Like, we don't want her as a fan. Yeah. Right. And then this guy is wearing a shirt that says, what was it, James? Running the world since 1776? Running the world since 1776. Aye, aye, aye. And it's a picture like underneath. It's like the uh, the an outline of the United States. Running the world since 1776. This guy was in Costco. He actually was yelling at an elderly woman who was behind oh. him in line. They were not wearing masks. Him and his partner were not wearing masks. And they were not uh, physically distancing. And she asked them if they could put a mask on or physically distance and he lost his ever loving mind and apparently felt threatened by the elderly woman you're coming close back to me. Off. Yes. Me again. okay okay and he has lost his job correct uh yeah he was apparently the top salesperson at a local insurance company in his community and he <laughs> has also lost his job okay all right i'm gonna sell you on this guys racism Okay, it's a concept. <laughs> You're going to love it. <laughs> this has been You About to Lose Your Job. Karen's and Ken's losing their jobs all over the place. When we come back, we're going to talk about sporty sports. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject with Allie and James. You know, it has not been a good week for Karen's and Ken's, that we, as we mentioned before, but also not been a great week for the one percenters we learned that brooks brothers is filing for bankruptcy uh and taylor is filing for bankruptcy so any of those karens who really love a breathable khaki or sol as they say but there's also stanford made some announcements about cutting some sports including women's sailing uh rowing lightweight rowing um but also wrestling and many, oh. many others, and synchronized swimming, which we didn't even know was still a thing. Yeah, who knew? But it's like, 
kind of awesome. Right, like we into the middle of the pool. This is the first required element, an albatross turn. Judges will be looking for maximum height there, good rotation. Then four spins, not dropping too quickly at the top, hopefully. I mean, who knew that there were albatross spins in like collegiate sanctioned sports? I was looking at videos of these ladies and they are doing triple flips out of the pool. You can, I mean, I, I cannot do one out of the pool anyway, but I would imagine it's much more difficult to propel yourself out of water than it is out of air. And then to see them upside down, I mean, they're all in a group, they're an upside down and they're doing like a flicky kicky with the legs and they're just like splash, splash, splashing all over the place. It's like when you do when you go into the pool when you're a kid, you try and do that handstand. But imagine not being able to touch the ground of the pool and still maintain that handstand because that is one of the rules that I've learned, James, is that you cannot touch the bottom of the pool if you are a synchronized swimmer. Under under any circumstances, you cannot touch the bottom of the pool. Also, they hold their breath for as long as 45 seconds. <laughs> underwater upside while kicking down right and they're here's the thing they're upside down the whole time and they can't like the nose plugs and the thing you know we talked about that like the water amoebas nose earlier anyway amoebas right and then you're kicking and then they're moving up and down this is the thing that kills me they're upside down <laughs> but then they're able to get their body to move up towards the surface and then back down underneath the surface while they're doing right. albatross they're kicks just like before. levitating right oh, and then awesome. they they I mean, it's it's unbelievable the fact that they can also keep to the music while underneath the water. And then you made a good point, James. Cause we, we were literally sitting during this entire break looking at synchronized swimming videos. I highly recommend it. <laughs> if you want to get super high and watch people, they also have synchronized swimming singles, which I don't know how that's possible if you're synchronizing with yourself. But they I also, mean, you were like, how do they do this before HD underwater cameras? Because <laughs> you can't... <laughs> Because See, they're also I mean, smiling they're the whole showing time. they're smiling underwater upside down <laughs> right. and, and they're being like, judged and, on their underwater smiles. Their eyes are also open. <laughs> I'm like, how is this even a thing? And by the way, I feel like this is so now listen, let's get real. Unfortunately, in most collegiate one athletic programs, men's football and or men's basketball fund almost all of Everything. the other sports. In a lot of situations. But I also like, why are more people not watching synchronized swimming or some of these other sports or like squash? Squash Alley is hard. Okay, hold on. I've got a squash highlight for you because squash oh. is another thing. Co-eds and uh, all squash is eliminated at Stanford University, one of 11 varsity sports that is going away. Uh, here, if you miss anything, uh, we went through a lot of synchronized swimming clips and we were able to just talk about that for quite a while. But this is what I was able to find on squash. Well, you have to be strong to play at this pace. It's a great shot. Slightly loose there from George Parker, and it's punished nicely by Will Strop. It's a great finish. Well, there you go. That's as exciting as it gets. But you know what? <laughs> it is also that's, that's very, very wild. difficult to play squash. I mean, it's just uh, the highlights are a little tough because it's just a lot of squeaking. But still, the fa- that like you look into those courts, and it is terrifying. You're surrounded by nothing but hardwood floors, and you've got this tiny pin-like, but like this ball is so tiny and looks so painful. It looks worse than a paintball. Right, and, and it's flying, fly, flying at everyone's faces. <laughs> like, ah! I mean, well, I'm sorry. Uh, like, if you have taken the time to say, "Hey, I'm gonna go into, I'm gonna go to Stanford. 
I'm going to get into varsity squash or varsity uh-huh. synchronized swimming. I know people have been, you know, making fun of this sport. Synchronized swimming doesn't even exist anymore, blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to be a synchro girl, which is what they're called. I can't wait to watch the documentary. I don't know if anyone's made it yet, but please make it because I will watch it. Put it on Netflix. If we're ever, if we're going to watch The Floor is Lava, we will watch a documentary on synchronized <laughs> swimming. We absolutely most certainly will. Well, our hearts go out to those athletes and coaches and everyone impacted by this. I'm sure Stanford, one of the largest named schools who have done this, other schools will follow suit as well. Or like an entire league, like the Ivy League has canceled all fall sports. So I'm sure this is the first, unfortunately, of many sports to get the axe in the middle of COVID. But oh. what is not getting the axe is Jason Carter. That's right. Who's going to school us on some entertainment, Alec? Coming up next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject with Allie and James Simmons, nurse practitioner. We are on with Jason Carter of RuPaul's Drag Race, CNN, The Young Turks, Entertainment Weekly, all over the place. You can follow him at Jason Carter Official for all kinds of great content. He is an expert when it comes to entertainment and pop culture. And let's face it, I for one am not. James, I know you know a little more than I do, but we need Jason, let's be honest. Yeah, we sure do. We sure do. So, Jason, tell us what the hell is going on in Hollywood. I believe we're starting with Batwoman. Is that correct? That is correct. Hi, guys. Good to be here with you guys. Um, Yes, Batwoman has casted a new lead after Ruby Rose's abrupt exit this last spring from the CW show, but... Don't worry, it's coming back January of 2021 on Sunday nights, and Javicia Leslie is going to play the new Cape Crusader on the show. And what's incredible, what's incredible about incredible. this is she is an out bisexual woman and will play an out lesbian on the show. So they're definitely keeping in line with the spirit of Ruby Rose's character, but... The, the two are not analogous, and they do not have any kind of relation within the DC universe or the show, according to showrunner Carolyn Dries, who is also a proud member of the LGBTQ plus community. This is huge. This is huge. And people are loving it. She's going to play the character known as da, 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 Ryan Wilder. Now, Ryan Wilder oh. in the show is likable. She's messy. She's a little goofy and untamed. Um, she lives on the streets. She's come from kind of a rough upbringing but she's also a stealth and very good assassin according to a variety's reporting so this is going to be amazing not only did ruby rose become the first lgbtq plus female to play a superhero role now we have the cw warner brothers entering a black female who's also of the of the experience to play this role as well i think it's going to be even more iconic than when, when ruby rose played it and also ruby is in full support that she took to her instagram and posted um, a heartfelt post of support for Javicia. So this is amazing. Amazing. And Greg Berlanti. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, no, I do. And I sort of love that it wasn't, it feels like maybe this isn't necessarily tokenism. Like sometimes you're like, okay, we had a a queer spectrum identified person play Batwoman and that kind of didn't work out. Okay, fine. Now we're going to go back to the safe bet of like a cishet white woman. You know what I mean? Like, and and then, but no, they were like, actually. Let's go further. Right go right. further with it yeah which i think is really fantastic well absolutely and, and the showrunner again said that the lgbtq plus storyline and element of this is not as what you said is not tokenism at all there this has always been at the core of what we wanted batwoman to be this is not just a, a plot device or a trope that we're trying to engage to get viewers and to be of the times and as, as i said the showrunner herself is an out lesbian also greg berlanti who is at the core of producing this show 
has 14 series on air for the CW, for Viacom, CBS, and for Warner Brothers. And last wow. year, he a $400 million extension of his production company within the studio. So we're going to see more of wow. these type of dramas on the CW, which, by the way, can we just celebrate them for how they have been getting it right for damn near 20 years now, going all the way back to One Tree Hill and just everything that they brought for in the teen drama space, even Gossip Girl. You took me back with One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill, Gossip Girl, Dawson's Creek, Felicity. They've always had their thumb on the pulse of what's happening with young adults in America. Because let's be honest, the CW and their dramas are, or their demo, I'm sure, is 18 to 35, the coveted demographic. Not, I mean, anyone of any age can enjoy these enjoy these shows, but they're reaching for a younger audience and Gen Z, younger Gen Z, and younger millennials. They're so dialed into what is normal. Being LGBTQ plus is normalized for them. It's not. It's like okay, that's just who we are. It's not. It's not a thing, right? So for the CW and for Warner Brothers to also be aware of that kind of activity within that demographic within those generations is very smart for them. This is going to be very good, and again, it returns. January 2021 on the CW. And just quick question. Ruby Rose left because of drama or because she couldn't act? Shade. Shade. <laughs> Allie, it's early oh, for man. the shade. That's a great question. And really, in her response <laughs> to leaving the show, of course, it was a well-crafted response. I love the cast. I love the crew. She felt that this wasn't the role for her. And I don't think... I don't, I don't know, know if any role is... Ruby Rose was amazing her. in the Meg. Okay, Lee, she was incredible <laughs> in the Meg. Meg. Um, you not so Meg. Me- oh the God, Ruby Rose the- is so attractive that I would see her, do- like when she was on Orange is the New Black, I was like, perfect. I cannot wait. And then she sucked. And I was like, okay, I think we need to just call him as we see him and say Ruby Rose can't act. And then they started putting her in more stuff. So I'm glad that this change is happening simply because i mean for many many reasons but also because i think judicia leslie is just going to be a better actress well hey i i can't argue with that also you know i was kind of mad at ruby rose for being a part of taylor swift's squad and being part of the swifties and i was just like you know what i don't know if i could write her diary for you because being a katie cat and loving katie perry the way i do it was just like she was guilty by association <laughs> however with that did said, you say you were a katie cat i didn't know that that was like a thing I'm also an Aryanator and a part of Demi's army too. So um, <laughs> I, 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 I stand, I stand a brunette pop star all day long. I but. cannot even <laughs> handle this right now. That all, all the different names, by the way, the Aryanators. Aryanators, I think we need a different name. No, that's yeah. great. Well, you could be a Selenator. That's Selena Gomez's fandom. A okay, Selenator. yeah, but Aryanator <laughs> just sounds a little too close to Aryan. You know what I mean? Ooh, uh, Allie. Yeah. Oh, wow, now you're making me, making me rethink my life choices. I mean, uh. just let's think of a different one. A Grandinator. I don't know what it is, no, but no, Arianator no. was one of the ones that I read that I was like, ooh, man, is that what we're doing? That's right, what we were like, doing. Uh, like, can't <laughs> they be like the snatched doing. ponytails or something? like <laughs> the, Or, yeah, or, or I, I don't know. Or the Seven Rings, which, by the way, I'm waiting for Ariana Grande to release like the most ratchet trap <laughs> album ever because she's on that track hello you want it you got it you need it okay so when we during this break i want all of the audience by the way to think about what the new name for people who stand ariana grande <laughs> should be i've also loved the demi lovato ones i'm always like the demi lovatoms and you know, <laughs> which is perfect for the channel q audience okay we have more with jason carter and more with what's going on in the entertainment world i'll drop the subject we'll be right back 
Drop the Subject, the new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject, ladies and gentlemen. We are having a kiki on Thursday with our favorite Jason Carter, and he's given us all the entertainment lowdown. In the last break, we were talking about all the different names for the uh, female pop stars that Jason stands, like our Ariana Grande, which Jason, you, your Ariana fans are called the Arianators. <laughs> Okay, so we did learn about the new casting of uh, Batwoman, which is fantastic. Uh, Jason, what else is going on in this crazy entertainment world? School, me and Allie. Well, moving on um, from Ariana Grande and pop music to country music, of course, we know that recently Lady Antebellum has changed their name from Lady Antebellum because of the connotation and the uh, attachment to the j- slavery, if you will, right. yeah. and plantations. To, that yeah, little thing to, called slavery. Yep. Right. Um, which I'm sure they have known that their name was problematic for years, but I digress. Um, they changed their name, everyone, to Lady A. Now, here's where the rubber meets the road, because there is a woman, a jazz singer, who's been performing under the name of, late, of Lady A for decades and wants to keep her name. So the story goes as follows. On June 11th, the band announced that they were dropping the name Antebellum after reflecting on the times we're living in, Black Lives Matter, and its affiliation with racism. Thank you, Lady Antebellum. But the Grammy-winning vocal group filed a lawsuit this Wednesday in a federal court after negotiations with a woman named Anita White broke down in recent recent weeks. Now, according to the lawsuit, the band is seeking that their use of the trademark, Lady A, does not infringe on White's alleged trademark rights of the same name. And... The band's not seeking monetary monetary compensation for this. They want to come to an agreement where all, both parties can be happy. Now, Lady A, the jazz singer, is claiming that Lady... God, okay, that Lady Antebellum, just going to say <laughs> right. it. Right, just for clarity's sake. Oh just God. for clarity's sake, for, yeah. the, for the Channel Q listeners, right? I'm a Lady a or nader <laughs> I, they just need a whole new name but she's saying that the country group never reached out to her to have discussions about how they can come to a mutual agreement according to laws of the band applied for trademarks for the name lady a for entertainment services like for clothing and merch and stuff like that back in 2010 and no oppositions were filed by any person or entity so when they learned that miss white had an issue with them using the name allegedly reportedly and there are claims that lady antebellum reached out to her to have a civil conversation in regards to keeping the name or how they could work together so everyone could <laughs> could be a lady a <laughs> there's so many there's so so many lady well you know what i do love uh, and similarly the the chicks now the former yes chicks, when it's kind of went about this the right way like first of all the chicks have not given two Fs about what anybody has thought basically since their whole drama went down in 2001. And and they've gone since gone on to win, you know, multiple Grammys and have these sold out tours and albums and whatever. And they have a new album that's slowly trickling out. But they apparently reached out to the New Zealand band called The Chicks that had been around for a long time. And they were basically like, we want to do this. Are you guys cool with it? And I feel like it's sort of that like PR 101 thing. Like, if you get ahead of the story, if you just acknowledge the truth from Jump Street, if you just are like, go in with good intentions, 99% of the time it's going to come out in your favor. And it sort of sounds like here, Lady A was like, we're going to change our name. Oops, there's an artist who's already Lady A. Okay, now let's talk to her. And then that Lady A is like, well, I've been singing blues and jazz for years under Lady A. Y'all gonna give me some money for this if you want to take my name. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, see the Dixie Chicks. I'm sorry, the Chicks. My bad. Look, this is too much. However, <laughs> the Chicks, 
<laughs> have always gotten it right. They have always been on the on the right side of whatever issue they needed to be on because they are aware and they're. I, I stand. I mean, landslide. I was dumped that song. It's okay. Wide open spaces also was another traumatic experience for me. But right. I will say that the ladies of the chicks are incredible, and they and they just do things right. Lady Antebellum. It seems like it's always a backtrack. You cannot, for the life of me, sit there and tell me that Lady Antebellum, the name they had for close more than almost twenty years now, that your your audience did not chime in. It's in some point along the way and say, hey, this is a little problematic or hinted to that in conversations. But I'm sure your label, your managers, your agents, your whole team that works behind the machine that is a record industry is like, we don't care because they don't care. At the end of the day, the bottom line is what the bottom line is. And the bottom line will always be record sales, platinum status back in the day when platinum status mattered and dollars and cents. They should find a way. There is a way they could be lady. They could be, I don't know, lady, lady of the deep south they're from they're from texas they could be i don't know they, there's other names the lady bells have. yeah or or like i don't know texas armadillos or or, or the lady aye or something like lady a yeah, or, <laughs> lady or, a they're just lady, canadian lady, now or they could be canadian like lady a okay jason really quick before we go because we're going to come up with a different name for lady antebellum there is uh i am on this quest and this mission to make Allie johnson fall in love with at least one Kardashian. And you may have been able to help us find out which one. Quickly, Jason, why should Allie now be in love with Kourtney Kardashian? Because Kourtney Kardashian, according to a recent article in Vogue India, is saying that she is exiting Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Oh no, we're out of time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is crazy how we just no, run up on the clock. She's leaving the show, Allie. She's leaving the show. <laughs> Listen, see? I will she say wants this. to be a do-gooder. Here's why Courtney Kardashian's woke and we love Courtney's because sometimes she chooses not to wear deodorant. So she probably smells incredible. Ah, uh, and she eats, she's vegan. She's very, very healthy. Vegan or vegetarian, one of the two. She loves her kids and she's not about this life anymore. For 14 seasons, this show has followed her around what she has said in this article that, is, that has fostered and cultivated a toxic experience for her life. She's 41 now. She's not, she's not here for it anymore. And she wants to raise her kids and focus on her lifestyle brand, Poosh, which is doing well. The videos on YouTube Poosh. are awesome. Hey, if you want to get your butt tight, Allie, go push YouTube. Courtney Kardashian, she's got you covered. That's why you should love you should love Courtney. And because she'll and, get my butt tight. Yeah, yeah. And she's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, you've sold me. You should be a lawyer, Jason. This is unbelievable. Oh, uh, oh. If I want to get a better looking ass, I should follow her. And she's nice and, and is leaving. Likes- Super nice. A crappy show after 14 (laughs) seasons because she's done with it. Jason Carter, let the kids know where they can find you. Well, the kids can find me on socials at uh, Instagram, Jason Carter Official. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at JJC Forever The Word. Not forever, but forever the word. And guys, it's always a pleasure to be here with you. JJC, you are forever. We love having you around. Thank you so much for all of this. Oh, we got schooled and Allie has finally found the love of her life. (laughs) Careful. No, that's not. That didn't happen. <laughs> fake news. Fake news. Come on. It's fake news. All right. We got to go. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it.
Drop the subject on the new Channel Q. If any of you out there are listening, if you have a solution to, or like a 2020 version of a mute button, if you could please let us know. Follow us uh, at our socials. Get at us there, at DTS Show. Our producer, Jesse, who is responsible for producing, putting together this show and getting it out to hundreds of thousands of individuals, both on the air and on a podcast, on a daily basis, cannot figure out how to work a mute button. It is the, it's very old man of him, which he's a, he's a youngster. He's not seen many movies. Uh, I don't think he knew what on, he didn't know what Unsolved Mysteries was. Correct. Yeah. So we're he's playing like, the music I pulled and you the and I are song. freaking out. I think yeah. I did. And then we play it. And it's like, <laughs> we're like, uh, this yeah. is not it. Uh-huh. That's so, great. Anyway. Um, how about that? Okay, so listen, not about mute buttons, but I got three, uh, I was going to say whoopsie daisies. That's not what I'm looking for. Humdingers, Allie. I got three humdingers for you. I got three for, whoopsie for daisies. Music. I'll take them all. I got three whoopsie daisies for you. Here's some humdingers, Allie. It is time for news that lose it. Do you have your binger binger, dinger clinger? I've got the new star of the show, Cat Buddha. Cat, Cat Buddha. Um, hot Pockets. Cat Buddha, go Cat on. Buddha, Oregon man driving stolen vehicle crashes into woman driving stolen vehicle. Oh, it's Kismet. This is a new serendipity rom-com that I'm down for. News <laughs> it. Headline number two. Rudy Giuliani called the New York Police Department on Sasha Barra Cohen over prank interview. Oh, I remember. Okay, I'm going to lose it. But this is, is this the racist... Uh, song that he did? No, this is a new one. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Final news. Yeah. Yay, news. And uh, last but most certainly not least, you can now move to Barbados for a year and work remotely. Sure, why not? I'll give you a three for three. I know we got to be fast, though. We got to be fast, and this is where you play the song about three. Okay. So, but long story short, Barbados is saying, ah, to hell with COVID. We're open now, and if you want to leave where you are, we will grant you a year-long visa to come live in Barbados and then work here because we know that everyone can work remotely and everyone's working remotely anyway. So why don't you just come do it to bar- in Barbados? Okay. I don't want to do this at all. <laughs> because I, mean, I don't Barbados want to be is around gorgeous. all... Yes, it is. But I don't want to be around anyone in America who said yes and jumped ship and went to Barbados and all of these annoying people are now in Barbados. You know what I mean? Like, it's just going to be a bunch of people who are like, this was a hoax anyway. Anyway. And they're going to be spreading all their crap all over the place. And it's going to ruin Barbados. So Barbados, please just close your doors. I just keep you as great Barbados. Yeah, I'm not... Keep Barbados, Barbados. Keep Barbados, Barbados. They do have some sort of testing protocols and things that they have in place. But yeah, long story short, they they need a boost to their economy, which is why they're doing it. So uh, everyone is in tough times these days, including Rudy Giuliani, who called the NYPD when uh, Sasha Baron Cohen appeared wearing a spankly pink bikini and tried to prank him... Spankly. ...in a spoof interview. So essentially, 
A female interviewer began the conversation. Rudy Giuliani went to a hotel in New York and was supposed to talk about the uh, current Bill de Blasio's administration's response to COVID-19 in the city, and they were going to interview Rudy about that. Well, a female interviewer starts the conversation. Lights and cameras are up, et cetera, et cetera. A couple of softball questions. And the next thing you know, quote, this guy comes running in wearing a crazy, what I would say was a pink transgender outfit. Is what Giuliani oh, said. No. So his idiotness continues. Oh my God. Why does he uh, suck so much? Yeah. He goes on to say he had the beard, bare legs, and wasn't what I would call distractingly attractive. <laughs> I think his wife <laughs> he, would disagree with you, but okay. Yeah. So uh, he thought it must be a scam or a shakedown. So I reported it to the police. He then ran away. <laughs> Turns out this person who came running in with the pink sparkly bikini was none other than Sasha Baron Cohen, who was trying to prank him. Giuliani goes on to talk about how he is very proud of himself because he knew it was a prank from the beginning and he did not allow himself to get pranked by Sasha Baron Cohen. Huh, interesting. He's kind of like the Robin Hood of pranking. Oh, He's yeah, he is. pranking yeah. the rich a-holes of the world for the good of the community. And, and we like this. I mean, at least it gives us a news or lose it story and we get to make more fun of Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> Last story. Certainly not least, though. How funny is this? A car crash Sunday resulted in both drivers being arrested after police in Oregon discovered that they were both driving stolen vehicles. So one dude, Randy Lee Cooper, in a stolen Land Cruiser, careens into a Buick Regal as he was attempting to... A Buick Regal? A Buick Regal, which are still actually... steal a car... They still make them. And they're they're actually kind of nice, Allie. The Buick Regals. I mean, you can't... can't All right. So, I'm so assuming, I mean, I'm just, if it's a Land Rover meets Buick, I mean, when Harry <laughs> met Sally situation, I right. don't know that I'd watch the movie. You're like, oh, I'm not so sure about this. Well, they runs into the Buick. Cops are like, oh, ma'am, are you okay? The guy runs into her and she gets out. She's like, I'm fine. Well, it turns out the woman driving the Buick is intoxicated and the Buick's stolen. <laughs> oh, how Wait, was amazing. he intoxicated too? No, the guy running from the police was not intoxicated, but he runs oh. into a woman and so stops a DUI and stops another car theft at the same time. So should he get off for that, I guess? I don't know. I'm sure one of them got off. And that's oh, a love story, a real hey love story. Oh, speaking and of happy endings. There you go. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, wrapping up, drop the subject here in the new Channel Q. Uh, we do have some uh, somewhat breaking news from earlier in today, but we wanted to update you really quick before we leave. Um, unfortunately, the mayor of South Korea's capital city, Seoul, who went missing yesterday um, on new uh, allegations of sexual harassment, has actually been found dead. Park Woon Sun's body was found in a wooded area near uh, in northern Seoul, Actually, allegations of sexual harassment were were delivered to him just on this past Wednesday from a previous secretary, and it actually opened up a floodgate of potentially other sexual harassment um, incidences that may have happened over the last several years. So um, we're really sorry to hear, unfortunately, that that Park Woon Sun has has been found dead, the mayor of Seoul, South Korea. Yes, and then we are also getting some news from, uh, I guess, Michael Cohen. He, of course, has been a topic of conversation about why isn't this guy in jail. Anyway, he was out of jail, but now has been taken back into custody for violating, uh, for violating his terms of his early release from prison. Mm. So he was serving a three-year sentence in New York. He pled guilty to lying to Congress and then got out 
uh, earlier than he, a lot of people thought that he was supposed to be. But now his release violation has been made public. And of course, that's a breaking story that will be updated throughout the day. But wanted to let you know that Michael Cohen is back in jail. And I mean, we it has been a day full of breaking news. And I imagine that we will have more details on a lot of this stuff to share with you tomorrow. But other things that are going on tomorrow, we will talk to Dr. Jen about the reopening of schools. She's a parent. Obviously, she's written many books on parenting. And if you are a parent and you're freaked out about reopening of schools, schools resuming in the fall, that is a conversation we're going to get into in great detail with Dr. Jen. We're also going to throw our hats on the ring when it comes to celebrities reading bedtime stories. It seems to be a really big trend nowadays. To <gasps> Did read. you call me a celebrity? <laughs> yeah, celebrities <laughs> Thanks, and mid-level Allie. radio hosts. Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> to read bedtime Wait, did you stories. call me mid-level radio? Okay. <laughs> so we are going to throw our hats in the ring and give bedtime stories a try tomorrow together. All three of us, me, James, and Jesse. So that'll be something to look forward to to get into oh, your weekend. Yeah. You'll have something to laugh about all weekend long, Sophia. I'm sure. And, before- and then he kissed her goodnight. <laughs> And, and then was a, a stupid, happy ending stupid ever. princess kissed the guy when she and really needed to. There were some dwarves and stuff. All right, happy endings, yeah. everybody. There were some dwarves. <laughs> this is the time <laughs> of the show where we take things that may have been a little negative or bummer town and we turn them around, make them positive, give you something nice and fuzzy to take into the rest of your day. James, do you have a happy ending? <laughs> you said nice and fuzzy. Nah. Uh, I do. So there were, unfortunately... Two people involved in a car accident in our News It or Lose It segment. One guy was running from police. Another woman was unfortunately driving under the influence, driving a stolen car under the influence. In fact, so was the guy running the, from, from the police. And it ended up in an accident and both of them going to jail. But at least their insurance premiums won't go up because they weren't driving their own car. Ah, ayo, that's a great ayo, happy ending. Kudos happy to you, ending. James. Here, oh, thank you. Here is mine. A brain-eating amoeba might be lurking about the waters of Florida, and every once in a while, mm. get into someone's nose. But mm. on the bright side, you said, you know, as you said in Ask the NP, this does not happen very often. It's, it's extremely rare. And mm-hmm. amoebas, as they, you know, they don't really have a lot of great... News coverage. I mean, th- this is a famous amoeba, and <laughs> right. that, it takes probably a Nigeria lot. Fowlery. Think of all the amoebas in this world that have gone completely unnoticed, and this one is different. That This and amoeba records are probably the two most famous amoebas, and I just wanted to give amoeba props for at least trying, even though they failed and they're doing something that's not great. Uh, there are a lot of amoebas that have just gone unnoticed for their entire lifetimes. Mm-hmm. And now we know this amoeba by name, Nigeria Fowlery. Nigeria right. Fowlery. There we go. I can't even say it. Yeah, once a year, she she rears her ugly head. So there you go. Congratulations. Congratulations. Amoeba? Yeah, I don't know if that was a real happy ending. It's kind of a stretch. But yeah, hey, the good news fine. is that we get to get out of here. And you're like, oh my God, please make it stop. If you missed anything, download the podcast, which is at Drop the Subject, <laughs> wherever you find your podcast. We will see you tomorrow. 
on the next. On the next. Drop the subject. On the next show, celebrities reading bedtime stories is all the rage these days. Dolly Parton, Harry Styles, Lupita Nyong'o. So we figured, why not throw our own hats in the ring? Once upon a time, there was a big and scary man with a weird tan living in a white house. Then a scary virus took over the town. Yeah, um, and then the man resigned and the virus went back to its castle. Yay, the end! Oh, yay! And the gays lived happily ever after. Hey! Drop the subject. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific, 1 to 4 Eastern, on Channel Q.